welcome to a podcast from Hope Church Glasgow. For more about us, check out hopechurchglasgow.org. Hi, and welcome to the podcast. This is like a continuation of the last one. Where I was just talking about the eternal delight of the Father, Son and Spirit and how Jesus came to include us in. Um, and and, and uh, just I was pretty overcome just talking about it. I, I, that may happen again. But I want to try and just help root this in, in Scripture. Uh, and, and, and we're going to dip in or, or look into Ephesians 1 uh, today. And, and I'm going to use the NIV uh, on this occasion, Ephesians 1. I'm going to read the first 10 verses for you and uh, we'll then look at it probably from verse 3. So Ephesians 1, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, to God's holy people in Ephesus, the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace and peace to you from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, just a little note from me here. I think this is uh, this is a letter probably written to more than just the Ephesian church, but it's also coming from the heart and revelation of God's great apostle, the apostle Paul. This is this is apostolic teaching that he's uh, he's unveiling, unleashing on these on these wonderful Christians. So verse three, back we go. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love he predestined us for adoption as sons through Jesus Christ, in accordance with his pleasure and will, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he freely has, has freely given us in the one that he loves. In him we have redemption, through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. With all wisdom and understanding, he made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ to be put into effect when times reached their fulfillment, to bring unity to all things in heaven and uh, on earth under Christ. And I, I guess for many years I read this and thought it's wonderful, but I kind of glazed over a little bit, if I'm honest. There's so many big words and big concepts. So I'm trying to I'm, I'm trying to help us not glaze over because in here is is richness and in these few verses is the whole arc of of the story, really the whole purpose of creation itself, and certainly the whole arc. A redemption. It starts with this idea that, um, that that we're chosen in Christ and included in this incredible place, in this incredible face-to-face relationship with Trinity, and it ends in verse ten, saying that God's plan was to bring all things in unity, all things in heaven and on earth, into oneness with Christ. So we we really need to. Uh, take a breath here i am and and take take this maybe a verse at a time praise be verse three the god and father of our lord jesus christ who's blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in christ it's almost hard to take that out of the context of the rest of it just to say for the moment that 
we've received we received every spiritual blessing in Christ in the heavenly realms for it's God's plan as we'll see in a minute to include us in Jesus to lift us up and raise us up to be with him in heavenly realms and he says it again in chapter 2 of Ephesians that really by the free gift of God's grace because he's rich in his mercy he's he saved us and he's raised us up to be seated with him in the heavenly realms right now that is our our location that is it's not it, it's more than than an idea this is the nature and truth of our being now so verse 4 for he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be wholly blameless in his sight in love he predestined us i'm going into verse 5 for adoption to sonship through jesus christ in accordance with the pleasure of his will so he chose us before the creation of the world to this translation says to be blameless in his sight or some say before him the word here is face to face so the idea is he chose us in christ before the foundation of the world to bring us into the same face to face union communion and unity with the father son and spirit that 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 jesus had okay so so this is this isn't some um, just sort of earthly-based little fellowship chat. This is the purpose of God to bring you and I and, and billions of others into intimate union with Father, Son, and Spirit, into the, the, the pre-existing relationship, the thing that existed. Because, listen, he says he chose us in him before the creation of the world. So before there were planets, before there was creation, before there was a fall, he he knew who you were. He knew who I was. He he gave. We had identity. We we were in the heart and mind. We were we were the father's love dream before he made anything physical. This is the this is this is the Trinity dreaming. Why would they do that? Well, they would do that. It tells us why they would do that um, in verse 5. It's in accordance with the pleasure of his will. And it gives us an insight into what's happening in this, the richness of this relation of relationship that pre-exists. Before existence, there was the Father, Son, and Spirit. And they were having a good time. It's accordance with the, they had pleasure they had desire they had delight and we've seen other scriptures they had delight in one another the father loves the son the the the, the spirit loves to glorify and reveal jesus jesus is all about revealing the father the father is all about loving jesus they have such a perfect union that they are one and yet they have three they have three identities yet they have one essence and substance and they have such mutual delight that the three look like one and the one looks like three. That's what's going on. And that's the pleasure that they're experiencing. And that's what they're predestining, predestining, that's a difficult word to say, predestining us to be included into through the adoption, which is there for us in Christ Jesus. So way before existence of physical matter time and space you were in the heart and mind of god as were billions of others 
and he wanted us in the same relationship with him with Jesus and the Holy Spirit that the three of them were experiencing <laughs> and he was going to verse 5 achieve that by adopting us to sonship through Jesus Christ and it were great pleasure with which he did it so he was going to always going to create us and he always intended us to be an intimate glorious fellowship that already existed between the father son and spirit this 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 trinitarian existence has been eternal stable and unchanging forever as we look at it from a time perspective and the plan has been the plan forever and he sent jesus as his son as god and as and man to adopt man back into this this glorious realm that he intended all along it was all always the plan to send the son now it seemed so he jesus coming to earth to adopt us wasn't like oh dear it's gone wrong we better send jesus it was always the plan somehow in god's heart and mind this this was the preferred way of bringing us into intimate relationship was to adopt us through jesus to to bring us into relationship fully this way so that he always had a plan that was deeper higher more profound than just walking with adam and eve in the garden that was the beginning of the outworking of this plan which was to adopt us in jesus into into trinitarian glory and bliss um so he sent jesus and and i guess <laughs> the job that jesus had to do became harder because of what happened with adam and eve in the garden so somehow in this incredible generous i mean crazy generosity of god he creates all this universe this glorious planet says it's good he creates the the man and the woman and says it's good and he gives them it gives them free will i mean what a crazy thing to do it gives them the ability to choose because he's made them in his image they have the ability to actually opt in or opt out and knowing that knowing full well that they have that he actually generously gives them an incredible place to live and he gives them authority over what he's made he actually gives the stewardship of the planet into their hands which means whatever decision they make about them themselves if they choose things that god would prefer they didn't choose the whole thing they're responsible for goes with them and of course many of us know the story they get tempted by the serpent and they make a bad choice and and the serpent does something horrendous here he he as you read what he says he basically introduces this doubt that god is reliable god has given them everything and yet the serpent has this way of insinuating that well you're not really in the image of god like he's saying you are that there's a better way there's more to be had he's holding out on you he's not telling you the whole truth he's uh, that must have once they've swallowed that it was very easy to swallow the apple really really the biting the apple or whatever the fruit was 
was not just an act of disobedience, it was an act of disobedience rooted in in a new belief that they'd been introduced to by the serpent that tempted them. And that new belief was just full of, of doubt and full of, therefore, anxiety as to, gosh, here we are with this God whose hands we've, we're in, and he's holding out on us, he's, not tell, he's already not telling us the truth. Oh my goodness, we should hide from him. So yes, maybe they were hiding in shame, realizing they'd sinned, but also they were also hiding in anxiety because they'd been caused to doubt the very nature, the authenticity, reliability, and faithfulness of the love of the God of the God they'd been worshiping and fellowshiping with to this point. So really, the enemy succeeds in baptizing humanity in anxiety from the beginning. Uh, <laughs> because it lives with uncertainty about God's intentions and God's veracity and faithfulness. Uh, can he be trusted? And that's a terrible place to be, to be in a place where you don't have confidence in, in your maker and think that somehow something else is going to happen. So it introduces this anxiety, introduces this wrong-headedness, introduces this this fear into them and so when God comes to fellowship with them the next day they're hiding in the bush rather than ready to walk with him and and they covered themselves because they're realizing uh, they started to cover themselves because they're realizing their nakedness in a way that they never did before uh, so fear and anxiety mean we cover things up we we only really open up when we are we have assurance we only kind of vulnerable and if you like, before God and others, when we really are sure, where we feel assurance, where we feel acceptance, and it's solid and, and it's warm and it's not going to change, there's no fickleness involved. So here we have, this is this is the sort of background to now Jesus coming. It's got a whole lot more complicated because here's, here's us in Adam with all this anxiety and worry and and kind of projecting that onto God, who's just the same as he was before, and, and, and continues to be the God who loves us. And not only does he continue to be the God who loves us, but he's passionately for us to the degree that he will send Jesus, and Jesus will come into this now anxious, fearful, God-nervous, in many cases God-rejecting world, and submit to well, what whatever they do to him so he comes to jesus comes to show us the father full and unadulterated he's the exact representation of the father we we know that from many verses in particularly in the book of john and he comes to show us the father and then he basically submits to what humanity decides to do with him and it's not pretty <laughs> the whole stirred up wrath anxiety comes out and it's been brewing for a few millennia we don't know how long it's been brewing and they when they finally get hold of him the religious types the political types and the people they just turn on him so he he goes through here he is he's god and he's man he's he's man in in in, in human flesh and and they turn on him they he's betrayed he's tortured he's falsely accused it's like in this short intense season of the crucifixion every ugly horrible human attribute is unleashed upon him and he suffers it all and he submits to it all yes he could have called the angels but he doesn't 
he doesn't he submits to the human condition and the human assessment of him that actually here is someone here is god in flesh here's god showing us god and we don't want him in fact we don't just not want him we want to kill him and he submits to being killed in that death oh god in that death in that moment he says this he says father forgive them that don't know what they're doing and he points to this craziness this anxiety this wrong-headedness this projection of a weird image of god onto god by man all that started all the way back in that garden and he in his final breath releases forgiveness to humanity that is torturing him butchering him and killing him the very uh, the very cross on which he's crucified is the altar in which we're justified we are received we are cleansed we are forgiven we are united with the one we've rejected in the place we rejected him <sighs> oh wow <laughs> and then <laughs> he raises from the dead and he's united in his incarnation he's united humanity with himself so we are raised up to this place where we are holy and blameless in his sight the thing he purposed before the creation of the world he fulfilled he he bashed through all barriers he suffered all suffering he endured all blame and wrongheadedness lies and criticism in order to express and achieve the passion of the father son and holy spirit which was to have us in christ in glorious face-to-face -face fellowship what we have to do because there was nothing we could done to fix it what do we do to enjoy this is believe it it's not there's not a work there's no climbing up there's no penitence there's but there is turning from any wrong-headedness we have it's called repentance and believing what god in christ has done for us in this most incredible incredible thing called the, the his death and resurrection and his incarnation it, it's beautiful it's powerful that you and i are brought into uh, that place of acceptance and what he wants to do so he's kind of got us there whether we realize it or not, whether we like it or not, whether we want it or not, he's kind of got us there and he wants us to start believing it. And as we start to believe it, he, he re-immerses us in this glorious thing called acceptance. And he starts to, that experience of that acceptance, that we put it this way, starts to deliver us from the anxiety that's run our lives forever from the fear of death which jesus conquered from the worry that god might not like us from the worry that about how we look from from the anxiety that he may he may be holding out us on us we get to experience by the power of the spirit increasing levels of acceptance and assurance of that acceptance that it's deep it's eternal it's constant there's nothing going to happen in your life that's going to change God's mind about you because Jesus is God's mind 
made up about you and he's made his, made his mind up about you and I before the foundation of the world. He's not changed and in his passion and his zeal and his love, he's pulled it off. That's the gospel. It's a glorious gospel uh, that we get to to be there, that we get to be there united with Jesus in the full acceptance and the full joy. Everything that is in God is available to us and he's in us because he is in us and he's we're in him and he's in us we're and we're in the father i mean that's what he said in in john 14 this is really what i'm preaching it's the gospel the gospel is union the gospel is him establishing this incredible fellowship and union so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna stop there <laughs> and and i'm gonna pray because I, I, I and and for those of you listening i just pray that I pray right now for that spirit, wonderful Holy Spirit of revelation. I pray for a deeper plunging and into acceptance, God, uh, for each person listening. I pray they'd, they'd know who, who they are, but more than that, where they are, and that they're embraced. And that embrace will never, never falter. It will never weaken. It will never have a hiccup because of something we do. I pray everyone would be be just baptized in the assurance of your acceptance and that bit by bit or maybe all of a rush our fears and anxieties about death provision whether you like us or not whether we other people like us or not whether we're going to make it whether we're going to please you whether we're your your trustworthy all those doubts and fears and anxieties they would be washed away by the Holy Spirit who sheds your love abroad in our heart. From the inside out, wash away our fears and anxieties. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, or search Hope Church Glasgow on your favourite podcast player.